Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to A Beautiful Brave New World Lies Ahead. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. Tonight is Monday, January 30th in the year 2023. We're going to be looking at an old Q post to start with tonight for a very important reason to kind of frame the reality in which we're living in. And it's not going to be Q friendly for all of you Q guys out there. Just so you know, put that out there. It's kind of a trigger warning for the Q cult. But we are in a typical crazy beginning of the week. And what is extremely evident is our world is continuing to spin and unravel at a rapid rate and faster almost by the day. It's incredible how many things are being rolled out technology-wise, the integration that they're forcing us into without a choice, and you can be guaranteed that there's not a good end to this for humankind. So, Patriots, before we begin, make sure that you have a good plan for your home defense. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. So tomorrow night, we're going to have Christy Hutcherson on. She's... um, really an interesting story and she leads a women's group an in national women's group to mobilize for action against tyranny and she's uh, I interviewed her today great story she's literally gone the entire length of the 2000 mile border uh, with Mexico she works with some special guys I mean probably special operations vets and they do some pretty good work and she's got a really interesting story so I think you'll enjoy that tomorrow night really some current information. And then the next night we've got uh, coverage on J6. And Thursday night we have Ann Vandersteel on. So it's a busy week. we got a lot of good things coming up this week, a lot of good stories and a lot of good insight into the criticality of where we are right now, which is a critical moment. I think that's the part to really get in our head is that this is not, we're not in a good moment in this country. The problem I'm having, and I keep looking at things over and over, and and I'm just going to kind of preface tonight's show with this. I, I'm not out to step on anybody's toes, but I'm not out to protect anybody's toes. I think that's the easiest way to say it. 
we are on, on the pursuit of truth and way things are lining up, they aren't looking real good for the human population. And that just has to be honest. If, if we're following that path of politics and the insanity that's going on there. We have President Trump ramping up his 2024 campaign in the beginning of 2023, which in itself is Looney Tunes as far as I'm concerned. You have President Trump's attorney who is just on his glory show saying that, you know, they've got everything under control. They're winning the illegal fights and we'll see you in 2024 while Mike Lindell is pouring out millions to try to keep Kerry Lake in play. The election system is rigged, and somehow we keep being told that things are going to be okay, that President Trump is going to be back in 2024, while J6 people sit in prison. There is a lot of craziness. We have Kevin McCarthy that opened with prayer in the House, in the Speaker's House position. And I have to tell you, I mean, as I sat there and I listened to it today, I was like, what world am I literally in? I mean, the prayer that they did was a prayer for Ukraine and giving Ukraine power to rise up against its oppressor. This is the problem that we're having is that politics have now invaded prayer and faith. We're not even talking about truth anymore. What we're dealing with right now is, a, is everybody is trying to vie for what they want and they're trying to use God to do it. And I have a guaranteed answer to that. It is not going to end well. God doesn't play politics. He may use politics, but he doesn't, he doesn't play politics. And we have politicians that are involved in these wars, and God isn't going isn't to sanction a war to let some people that are, half of them are, are child sex traffickers out there. I mean, the Russians today, there's apparently a video that has surfaced on Rumble that is showing that the Russians have uncovered a organ harvesting area while our Speaker of the House leads a prayer for Ukraine. That's a good idea. I mean, we, we're literally in an upside-down world. And so much of the, the core of all this is literally a debased and broken moral institution, and it's the morality of this nation. So I want to read you something, and this, this takes us back, actually takes us back to Q Post 2450. And I would have to frame it this way. This is probably one of, as I have re analyzed some of these posts this post is probably one of the most chilling and yet truthful posts that was put in the q system whatever q is this was done on november 7th 2018 now listen carefully to these words and we're going to build on this tonight we are going to show you a new world those who are blind will soon see the light a beautiful, brave new world lies ahead. We take this journey together one step at a time. Where we go, one we go all. Q. Wow. A beautiful, brave new world. That's amazing. Sounds pretty incredible. Alex Huxley wrote Brave New World. Let me read you a little bit about Brave New World. And tell me if this doesn't sound like some familiar things that are even Elon Musk is talking about today. Brave New World is a dystopian novel by English author Aldous Huxley, written in 1931 and published in 1932, largely set in a futuristic world state whose citizens are environmentally engineered into an intelligence-based social hierarchy 
The novel anticipates huge scientific advancements in reproductive technology, sleep learning, psychological manipulation, and classical conditioning that are combined to make a dystopian society which is challenged by the story's protagonist. And doesn't go well for him. You know, it's one of these things that it's been right in our face the whole time. And we're, people are being easily misled. And the reason people are being easily misled, in part, is there's a couple of reasons. But one of the, one of the critical things is a broken morality in this nation, a, a breaking with the true connection with the living, breathing God. And with that leads for trying to manage this world on your own, which leads to desperation and wanting to have a solution. Well, that solution's being primed, and I'm just putting this out here. You can take this, you can get mad and throw books around. I don't care. But here's the deal, patriots. We're watching all the signals coming out of the Trump camp about the coming world war. It's going to be nuclear, all this stuff, and it's amping up. And this is all part of their world, world politics game. All of this is eventually drawing our eyes to this global world war. All the blame is being put on a derelict, apparently brain-dead hand puppet in the presidency. And I'm very uncomfortable with the idea that all the ills of the world are being tagged on one political party, which is the Democrats. The corruption is at the deep state level, which is higher up than all of them. And that corruption is very concerning. Because that's a deep level of corruption that we're talking about here that is doing everything it can to protect itself. And we're not hearing it called out. Instead, we're talking about the Democrat Party, which they're just hand puppets. They're not the ones making the business deals on Wall Street. They're not the ones that are doing anything to stop Larry Fink and his monsters at BlackRock. They're not trying to stop the vax. They're not trying to stop this rollout of AI. They're not trying to stop this exploitation of AI into the military systems. They're not trying to correct course on any, or even advise people to correct course on the food shortages. I mean, if you didn't hear over the weekend, we had 100,000 new chicken deaths because of a chicken factory that magically burned. And at the same time, while illegal aliens are pouring across the border, we're very concerned about seizing eggs at the border. I'm not, this is not an exaggeration. They are now reporting new egg seizures at the border because eggs from Mexico are apparently cheap. And so that has become a crime. This is the upside down world in which we live. And as we go down this way, more and more people are starting to look towards solutions of the worldly kind. Because they don't have faith in Father God. So we're seeing people's eyes turn to things like the military. The military will be in control. That, that, that's who's going to save us, the military. I've warned you about this so many times. To be very, very careful about putting any emphasis on the military. Because once you give an institution like that power, everything, everything, everything changes. I want to read a little scenario here for you. It's quite interesting. While the pandemic, this is actually on the Great Reset, and it was published by Revelations and Rabbit Holes. 
on Telegram. While the pandemic acclimatized the world to lockdowns, normalized the acceptance of experimental medications, precipitated the greatest transfer of wealth in corporations by by decimating SMEs and adjusted the muscle memory of workforce operations to preparation for a cybernetic future. An additional vector was required to accelerate the economic collapse before nations can, quote, build back better. I present below, this is the author, I present below several ways in which the current conflict between Russia and Ukraine is the next catalyst for the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda, facilitated by an interconnected web of global stakeholders and a diffused network of private-public partnerships. Get used to that word. That is about tyranny. That's what tyranny is right there. One, the war between Russia and Ukraine already causing unprecedented disruption to global supply chains, exacerbating fuel shortages and introducing or inducing chronic levels of inflation. Two, the war's economic fallout will lead to a dramatic downsizing of the global workforce. The war has significantly reduced Europe's reliance on the Russian energy sector and reinforced the centrality of the UN's sustainable development goals and net zero emissions, which lies at the heart of the Great Reset. Food shortages created by the war will offer a major boon to synthetic biology as a convergence of digital technologies with materials, science, and biology will radically transform the agriculture sector and and encourage the adoption of plant-based and lab-grown alternatives on a global scale. Russia's exclusion from SWIFT, which is the Society of Worldwide uh, Interbank Financial Telecommunication, which is the backbone to the current banking system, foreshadows an economic reset which will generate precisely the kind of blowback necessary for corralling large swaths of global populations into a technocratic control grid. The war marks a major inflection point in the globalist aspiration for a now international for a new international rules-based order anchored in Eurasia. With speculation mounting over the war's long-term impact on bilateral trade flows between China and in Europe, the Russian-Ukrainian conflict will catapult Israel, a leading advocate of the Great Reset, to even greater international prominence. Eight, it is now common knowledge that digital IDs are a central plank in the World Economic Forum's Great Reset agenda and are to be streamlined across industries, supply chains, and markets as a way of advancing the UN Agenda 2030 SDGs and delivering individualized and integrated services in future smart cities. Europe is directly in line of the fire once a hybrid war between NATO and Sino-Russia axis is underway. Ten, the economic implications of this war will be so disastrous that governance and the public sector will require a significant injection of private capital to address the financial shortfall. We're all being played. And so where you're hearing this already being teed up is that President Trump is saying that he could solve this war instantly. Well, probably so as part of the game. Because once he steps into the arena 
at the last minute, at the brink, as we've been told, we're going to be taken to the brink. They will tout him as the savior of humanity. And you will have all sorts of great followers praise him and worship him. But the question you need to ask is, what directional change have we made in the country? The answer is, we're going farther into the fourth industrial revolution. Walmart today has started showcasing its new follow me carts. That's right. You can just load them with groceries and walk around the store and it will follow you like you have a string tied to your butt. That's the new follow me carts. Amazon, as you know, is working on a cashless pay system where you don't even have to check out. You can walk through the checkout, put stuff in your basket. It scans it all as you leave and it automatically deducts it from your account. These are all integrations moving very, very quickly. And they are moving very quickly. I'm going to, I want you to think about something. This is something that hit me today is after I was reading about some of the cybernetic developments, Elon Musk, who has been made rich off of Pentagon contracts, who's been advocating for these new cybernetic house assistants or whatever they are. They're humanoid type things. I'm beginning to be very suspect that Elon Musk is the bypass to a lot of the older means of economics meaning that they're trying to re-innovate industry using Musk as the lead element with taxpayer dollars. Part of that is the giga plants that he's been building where they're completely robotized. And since Musk is already on the defense contract list of providing us with Skylink, which should really be called Skynet, which is all part of the global digital prison that they're building, ask yourself, and I'm curious what you would think but consider this. We are, we've decimated our military by 20% across critical ranks. 20% of our pilots are gone. 20% of our special operations members are gone. 20% of our generals have been reduced. This fits in parallel with the entire world's effort to reduce manpower. The human act, part of the equation is being reduced on this global reset, which we're all being, is all being disguised under this recession and all the rhetoric about Biden and his illegal, his son's illegal laptop and all this garbage is going on. And all the fingers are being pointed at the Democrats and all the fingers are being pointed at Hillary Clinton. And we have, I literally have read Patriots today praising Kevin McCarthy because he brought prayer back to the house, which apparently they didn't listen to the fact it's Ukraine or these idiots still believe that Ukraine's a real war that we should support. I, and I, that's the one I'm still struggling with is how we have good patriots supporting a pedophile institution while Putin over there is saying that he's going to ban pedophiles and ban LGBTQ. But we're supposed to be inclusive, right? We are at this strange moment in the world where everything is in an inversion. And as we're moving forward here rapidly, we're not hearing the things that they need to stop. Instead, we're hearing the things that it's like we're in an alternate universe. But back to the military. There was a trillion dollars spent under Trump, and this is purely conjecture. So I just, I'm just throwing this out there as brain food. Because the great thing about when I speak to Bard's Nation is I know brains actually work here. If I was speaking to a liberal audience, I would have to say that I'd have to give trigger warnings and probably ask people to take sedatives before what I'm going to say next. 
But the, the, the fact is that we're coming into a place where we have to ask, what is it exactly is going on with our military? What is Space Force doing? This administration hasn't mentioned Space Force one time. We have an Israeli leader, general. He's an American-Israeli dual citizen general in charge of Space Force. That is not even allowed in your classified clearance levels to have two citizenships unless they've except apparently they've allowed it at the highest, most sensitive areas in our nation. And so we go back to the B-21 bomber, and I think we start to get a glimpse into where we're going. Because, see, somewhere they're producing that thing. I don't know where. They're producing it in one of the black sites probably and they're with a fully robotized system. What I understand is these new aircrafts are built completely with robotized production systems. And the one thing that you're seeing in the civilian dialogue is more and more discussions about robots and obviously about Neuralinks, about us having to hybridize ourselves into this world of AI in order to save, preserve humanity. This is all the scam because they're all they're doing is conditioning people for what's coming next. And I almost guarantee you that what's coming out of the bowels of the, of the military industrial complex is the replacement for that weakened military because of a long COVID. It's not the injection. You understand that it's long COVID. It's causing the problem. The injection was, Perfectly fine. mRNA, to quote Elon Musk, has a great deal of opportunity and uh, potential for humanity. But it's not that. It's, it's long COVID or it's a common cold. It's one of the two. Don't worry. We got it handled. So what are you going to do? You're going to introduce robo- robotics. And what did we see with the B-21 bomber? They called it a networked new bombing platform, which means it can fly with itself and it can fly with a whole squadron of AI drones, one cockpit housed with humans, the rest of them housed with robots that are giving lethal kill capability. Let that settle in a little bit. That's kind of like drinking a martini in a, on a hot day, and it's hot, the martini's hot, and then you're going to swish it down with a bottle of vinegar. It's horrible on the stomach. Wouldn't recommend it. So that's about where we're at right now. But the point of this that we're moving forward to is the the continued migration for people to look for the federal government to save the day. We're building to a crazy scenario right now. And the scenario should be disturbing to people. I'm going to read you another scenario. This comes from Indigo Army Anos. And, and I'm not sure that this is wrong, but I want you, I'm going to work through this and then we're going to go to some pieces, some clips to listen to. But take a listen to this scenario. It's highly expected as through the United States as major cities like New York, Los Angeles, San Diego, Albuquerque are all installing, testing new civil defense sirens. And they're using, they're leveraging off where this started was, as we come closer to a near civilization event, what he's referring to as mutually assured destruction, MAD, which was what the old nuclear policy used to be. We have all those cities are installing, testing new civil defense sirens, air raid sirens. The military is also upgrading their tornado sirens, air raid sirens in different parts of the country. 
As we come closer to nuclear events, the massive cyber attacks, the 10 days of darkness, this is all Q stuff, so just bear with it. The 10 days of darkness that had long been predicted and all and all are and all branches of the military are the highest levels are participating. Procedures and protocols for the United States are going under military control and command. Laws of war procedures for the Department of Defense. Now, stop. Full stop right there. I'm going to ask a question. It's a, this comes right from another Q post. and Because I, I, I started, I read it the other day and I was like, oh my goodness, have we changed? Do you trust your military? That's the question I ask everybody. Do you trust your military? Do you trust your chain of command? Because right now, we have a military that has forced an injection on its soldiers. We have, have 120,000 soldiers that have fought for their life to not have to take that injection. And the whole Q narrative is about the military taking control. This narrative I'm reading to you actually has some teeth to it because of the way things are unfolding. And so it goes on to say that as we get closer to a nuclear events, the massive cyber attacks, the day, 10 days of darkness, that had been predicted and all branches of the military are at the highest levels are participating in procedures and protocols. As I said, the United States is going under military control and command laws of war. Trump is also preparing the United States for the incoming event and has been dropping, which is absolutely true. This is something you need to be paying attention to info and creating a build and creating a building on missile defense shield over the United States, such that like Israel's Iron Dome. Trump is trying to tell you that the Russia, China are about to attack with North Korea, and we are coming very close to the event. But you must remember, as I have been telling you, says the author, you are you are so long, you are you for so long, the military world alliance is staging this event. <laughs> They've staged you, Patriots, don't worry, because this insanity is where I just lose my mind. They've been staging that COVID injection that's been killing your parents and your friends and leaving people disabled and leaving people with blood clots. Don't worry. It's all being staged. We have literally seen a cognitive break in what could be very smart people. But they're buying into this garbage. My point, though, that there's some accuracy in that is we do hear Trump talking openly about the coming war, about his next steps of what he's going to do. And you have to ask yourself, it's like, well, how could that possibly happen? Because we don't control the Senate. We do control the House. How could that happen? What's going to happen behind the scenes is going to make this all come together. And there is one thing. The military takes control under law of war. Your life changes. My life changes radically. You want to talk about lockdowns? You want to talk about like, do not go, do not pass go, do not collect $100, go directly to jail. There you go. Oh, you'll get an efficient court system. If you manage to screw up with the wrong thing, you'll, you know, there's always the noose. There's always chain gangs. There's always FEMA camps. Don't worry. And the thing is that we're dealing with people in the military that have bought into this crap about the injection. We have generals who believe this is a good thing. This was a Department of Defense run program where we were considered a hostile force. 
because they deployed a countermeasure. My actual, the more reading I do, I think what they have determined, and I, and I mean this in all sincerity, again, me giving you my opinion, be very clear about this, but I have gone through so much data as to looking out to what is the motivation of injecting everybody. And ultimately, the answer sits right before us and it's being said very clearly. It's what Elon Musk said is, has said in numerous interviews. The only way humanity is going to survive is if they integrate in with AI. You see, what's happening right now is somebody has decided that we are going to go forward on a certain trajectory on technology, which is being driven by Wall Street, BlackRock, your Silicon Valley nut jobs, all of which are Luciferians in the core. And they're driving this engine into a, an abyss, which we're supposed to agree with. And the thing is, as I've said so long, is if the plan, not God's plan, that's the plan I followed. If the plan by Q was so good, why could it not be revealed? The delusion is that it's so secret, we can't let them know. But we know their plan. Klaus Schwab makes, makes no bones about telling us his plan. And there's this constant sense in the world that you keep going along. If like, oh, well, you know, obviously the Patriots are in control. They have to, they're manipulating this. And they can't be revealed. Come on, people. That sort of stu stupid logic is just drives me nuts after a while. You really think that someone like Klaus Schwab, Harari, BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink, you really think they don't know that you're on what side or the other? They've already tagged every single person in the world with a medical tag of who took the vaccine, who hasn't. So I can assure you that what went along with that was probably some other few little other details like what's your political bias? Do you consider yourself a patriot? And then they'll red flag that one because patriots are considered to be domestic terrorists since you're not going to be a friendly force when they try to force you into taking a, an injection that'll, try, that'll hybridize you into a transhuman. This whole thing, this whole agenda is always been from the very beginning about moving humanity to transhumanism. The only question was who was going to control the towers of power? Was it going to be those of the old guard? The old guard being those like Hillary Clinton, Biden. And, and remember, they're just low-level middlemen. They're not even high up. And that's what we keep forgetting. People hear this, it's like, we're going to go after Hillary. I'm like, I care less. If they put a full force effort to it to really clean it, let me tell you. Because they did it well in Iraq. And they did it equally well in Afghanistan. Give the military six months of full operational control. Do net, network analysis on everything out there. Start seizing finances. Shutting down the, the flows of cash. You will flush these turds out in about 90 days and you'll kill or capture most of them within the next 90. Done in six months, not done in 30, which I think anymore Q's referencing 30 years. This is a transition, just like that Q post said, of transitioning us to a brave new world. And this is the major problem that we have in society is too many people have bought onto this. Take a listen to this piece about violence and decay. It's a really good piece. The human capacity for violence is not limited to what we do as a profession. 
these five police officers in Memphis are a very clear example of that. Was that police brutality? Obviously, and one of the most clear and grotesque examples we've ever seen. What we saw is indicative of a much larger problem, which is abuse of power, but even more so, it's indicative of a culture in decline. Whether you choose to believe it or not, our nation is in decline. Our culture is in decline. Our education, our film, our music, our architecture, art in all of its forms is in decline. The very language we speak. We went from a nation that wrote the Declaration of Independence to a nation of LOLs and IDGAFs. We are a nation that used to hold some things sacred to a nation where nothing is sacred and nothing is special. So it would be unwise to think that law enforcement is somehow immune to the same cultural decay that the rest of our society is facing. And when we demonize a whole profession while at the same time calling for more rigorous qualifications, we end up in a dilemma. The pool of talent becomes much more shallow. So a shitty society ends up with shitty cops. People get on their high horses and act shocked when this happens. Similar to what we saw in Memphis, we will probably continue to see abuses of power of that nature. And true to American form, we look for the quickest solution and the easiest way out. Maybe we should throw more money at it, or maybe the government can pass some laws to make this all go away. That's not how it works. Everybody wants change, but nobody wants to change. Take education, for example. Baltimore, New Orleans, Detroit, Chicago, all spend the most per capita per student on education. But year after year, education continues to decline. Same with gun laws. Every city with the strictest gun laws has the highest crime rates. That's because you can't legislate America back to a place of morality and decency. That starts at the ground level. So when I see something like this, obviously it makes me very upset. And the more our society decays, the more people will look to the federal government to try to prevent it from happening, to try to make up the difference of a society in decay. Well, I guess my real question is why is our society in decay to begin with? Well, we can answer that pretty quickly because the moral base of the church, which was the pulpit, or the moral base of the nation, which was the pulpit, was completely hijacked. And it was all done on the principles of money. It was corrupted. Now, here's a piece with Joe Rogan and Mike Glover. If you don't know who Mike Glover is, he's a Special Forces veteran, runs Fieldcraft, really good group, really good group. But I want you to hear this, this piece on Ruby Ridge. Because you see, we're, we're not dealing with something that's new in the corruption of the institutions of law enforcement and threat and threat suppression. This is indicative to a government already that has power. They're just getting more so. And the more that we go down this road and people are starting to look, and you know this is going to happen. There's one group of people out here that's trying to establish this measure of independence. But there's a whole bunch of people out here looking to the federal government saying, why, why, why? Clay Higgins, who's a congressman, had this discussion the other day with a black woman who was there, and he asked her specifically how she was going to survive without oil. And her comment frames something like this. Your state is killing black people because of the pollutions from the oil industry. And therefore, I would look to you to fix the problem. You see how that works? As people get dumbed down and become increasingly dumber, which is part of this whole process for those that are not awake, and aren't constantly seeking to expand their knowledge. They become more dependent on the very system which is destroying them. But the fantastic thing about this system is it moves its narrative points so fast and so frequently that their hand puppets constantly go along with the lie and constantly turn back to the, their own masters to fix the problem. Take a listen to this piece, like I said, from 
Joe Rogan and Mike Glover. Ruby Ridge, by the way, is seen as a success by the FBI. Which is crazy. Which is fucking bananas. Tell, got, tell, tell people if they don't know what Ruby Ridge was. Yes. Tell them the, the story behind it. So Randy Weaver, a Green Beret from Vietnam, shacks up in uh, rural Idaho. And he decides that he wants to have a life off-grid. And the FBI, um, doing an investigation with the ATF, finds out that he has some kind of gun issue. And they need to do an investigation, and they need to go on site. But here's this is almost, it's crazy because there's similarities with our situation. You find out the guy's background. Like if you're developing a target packet on a bad guy, you would want to know the guy's background, right? That's the first thing you do because you want to assess potential risk to force and you want to mitigate risk overall. What's his background? Green Beret, Vietnam. Oh, fuck, right? Then everybody gets all fucking crazy, right? They start going, oh, we need to find out more. So they do, they do surveillance. They don't just do off-site surveillance. They don't do long-range surveillance. They get in ghillie suits and low crawl to his fucking cabin, right, in ghillie suits. His son and his dog uh, are out on the property because it's his property and they discover these guys in ghillie suits. The son raises his rifle, shoots and kills one of the uh, FBI guys and the FBI guys kill his son. So what would you do if you own property in rural anywhere in America, you hear gunshots and your son's dead and you don't know what's going on and it's a bunch of dudes in ghillie suits. So... He winds up locking himself and barricading himself in the cabin, and then they deploy uh, the FBI hostage rescue team, HRT. I actually interviewed one of the guys that was at, in, he was in the sniper site um, as a sniper for FBI HRT when this went down. So um, long story short, they kill his wife as well. Shoot his wife. While she was holding a baby. While she was holding a baby. They think, I talk, talking to the, one of the snipers, they thought that um, he was charging them um, into their position, but he was fake charging. Like he was like, he was making like a gesture like he was charging. So they got panicky and they started breaking shots off at him. They, I don't know if they wounded him, maybe wounded him, but he gets, in, he gets back inside. And so they dump the next person they saw, which happened to be the wife. So they end up barricading the place even more and his ex-commander is the one that basically does a call out and gets him to negotiate and then eventually gets him to surrender. So all this is said and done. The FBI is found in the wrong. They sue the FBI. They win. It's an it's a insanely controversial topic. But if you look at the FBI, two of the successes, I mean, there was guys who got awards from the FBI on that fucking mission. Like even the, though it was proven that they were in even, the wrong. Yeah, even though it's proven they were in the wrong. Like Waco is a good example of it as well. But this is what I'm talking about. Like there's a there's a breakdown between organizations in the government and their powers that be and and likely a cascade, a tipping point of mistakes that cascaded into the catastrophe that it was. But that's the problem. I mean, we're seeing those things now. Like, what I do with my business in a free society is none of your fucking business. Mike Lever's dead on here. And, and the thing is, what he's pointing out is, which is so critical, is this is a cascade of errors. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oops, oh, damn, we're wrong. Sorry to 
put a bullet through your wife's head. Oops, bad decision. Sorry we shot your son and killed him. That's what happens when we start relying on tyranny to solve our problems. Our founding fathers understood that this is where we were going to be. And this slow roll that we've been going through, which has been part of by design, is to wear people down so that they will look forward to tyranny. You think I'm kidding? When the military rolls in, if they roll in in some form, which they're basically already here. This Constitution is not in, in force. If you think it is, take a look around. But when I start seeing this stupidity of telling us, like, well, we're going to run in 2024 and we're going to win. I, I'd like to know some, I want to see some details. So what are you doing to correct the election system? That would be a start. And then we hear, well, we need to pray to God. Yes, we do. But we need to pray to God for the right reasons. Not for some hand puppet show that we're all being pushed through to try to give us, to force feed us into the fourth industrial revolution so we'll accept that the survival of the United States in order to be competitively advanced enough over everybody else and strategically strong for the benefit of the same technology empires that we're slaves to already will be even stronger now that we integrate ourselves into the transhumanist model. This is the whole plan. Remember, I told you back in 2014 when I was working at the labs, the narratives of all the academic articles suddenly shifted. And then when I say suddenly, it was over a process of a couple of months. There wasn't any more discussions about new advances or new frontiers they had to pierce to get transhumanism integ integrated into the human biology system, the human body. Uh-uh. The issue became how do we ethically convince people to transition themselves to be transhuman? Well, you're looking at it. We don't have to worry about it. Use a little bit of fear. Call for a nuclear war. Bring people to the brink. See, all these things were in the Q posts. And this is the nuttiness of this whole thing. I'm just going to throw out a word of caution because there's a couple of accounts right now that have come out of nowhere. I warned on one today in Telegram. I'll just leave it at that. You can find it. I'm not calling people out, but I'm telling you, be very cautious about who you're following, what these exciting new narratives are. George News has come out with this new two-page spread that everybody's kind of jumping on going, oh, look, it's JFK Plane, and it's enjoy the show, 70 years in the making. While you say those things, step back for a minute and put a little salt on your toast on that one because that 70-year plan so far has wiped out several million people because of the consequence of a damn vax that was moved forward by the program in the Pentagon that was accelerated by an EO that was signed in September of 2019 by President Donald J. Trump. Let's get real. And nobody wants to talk about these ugly little elephants in the room. So let's get real. If you are one of those that wants to believe that these people are out there and they're coming back. Look, at this point in this crazy world, with these, which half the time I think we're overlaid on two different realities, who knows what can happen? So is JFK Jr. alive or dead? I have no clue. Anymore, I don't even care. But the point is that what's before us is what's important and what we have to zero in on. 
this world is moving fast and all these narratives that they're trying to feed you, which are going to take you into rabbit holes, which are going to distract you to what's happening right before you. Over the weekend, we had a very disruptive and potentially disruptive reveal that came out of the treasury if you were paying attention. Suddenly, the numbers of exchange for the dollar for silver, gold, and oil dropped to zero. I would just say that if that's the case, things are much worse than they're telling us. And yet we know they are because the Saudis have already agreed that they're going to accept other currencies besides the dollar. The dollar's dead. It's a matter of how fast it moves. You can only print so much money. You have Elon Musk pr putting out Omega, which is, represents the end, the symbol for the end. The end of what? Are we, as some analysts feel, are we going to hit the end of the the dollar on the 1st of February? That's some theories. If it happened on the 1st of February, would you be ready to deal with it? Or are you going to spend more time worrying about, worrying about whether JFK is coming back? Because I'm not caring whether he's coming back any more than I'm caring whether it's a flat earth or a round earth. What I'm concerned about is, do I have enough preps to carry through for six months to a year? Do I have enough cash, gold, and silver in plan hand to deal with any sort of shortcoming that I can deal with? Do I have enough tools and skills in my hand to deal with things to barter and trade my way through this? Because what's going to come is going to be the digital enslavement, and they're going to move it fast, and they're going to make it smell like roses. They're going to offer you all sorts of great things, one-to-one -one exchange, and you probably even get a little boost if you do it right away. We're going to offer you in your bank account, you're going to be able to exchange all your digital currencies and your current dollars into the CBDC. You take the trap, you're trapped. It's that simple. And XRP and Ripple, that's a whole other thing. All this hype about Ripple and XRP, it's not hype. It's what is written into the international banking system's new coding. It's coming. It looks like it'll be the replacement for SWIFT. There's no stopping this sort of the program. What stops it is people's decisions on what they will participate in. But when we keep looking up to the federal government and saying, fix it for me, we're going to get what they do. They're going to do it best. What be does best for them with us as slaves to them, that we are forever beholden to them for the solutions that they provide. These are some very real times that we're in. They are destroying our food system, and they're doing this quietly. Have you heard anybody, in, well, I won't say, there's a couple that have spoken up, but it's so minimal. Have you heard a concert of voices, I'll put it like this, of people saying to America, as they did in World War I, as they did in World War II, grow your food, patriots, we're heading into a food shortage? The answer is no, you haven't. Have you heard anybody talking about the coming transition of the food system. The answer is you haven't because they're all in favor of it. And they're all coaching, couching this into the circle of, well, it's better for the environment. Well, here's the real of it. We do have a bit of a problem in our food system because they don't want to change their petroleum practices of ruining topsoil in the Midwest. That food basket of the world, it has about five to seven cycles in it potentially before it completely goes flat dead and can't sustain anything anymore. The combination of genetically grown crops and high petrochemical inputs has devastated large swashes of U.S. agricultural land. And we're not even sure it's recoverable. It's that bad. So they're coming up with technological solutions. They could make corrective changes right now. They would help re embolden those soils. 
but that would mean change in practice. It would mean more labor. But no, we don't want to do that because we're a world of convenience. We want people, and they want people tied to their homes. They want those 15-minute cities. They want people locked down to where you're going to be able to travel only 15 minutes. It's creating new prisons. They don't have to build a FEMA camp. They just need to get you to take the injection, get you digitally tagged, get you into the city, give you a UBI, universal basic, universal basic income, Make sure that when you're there that you're able to walk within 15 minutes of wherever you are to get some of your nutritional needs, which they will provide. And I'm sure it's going to be of the absolute optimum health to make you better. Now, to make sure you contain all that and maintain all that, you're going to have to make sure your digital passport's up-to-dated. And what does that mean? Well, when they say that it's, it's orange or yellow, you're going to have to get something done. Like maybe you're going to have to get a new injection. All that's going to be doing is sustaining this new digital tech that's being put in you because they have decided that in order for humanity to survive in the world that they have engineered, every person has to become a transhuman. So when we get back to the Trump thing, what was Ivanka's role for the three to four years under President Trump? Everybody should know this. Her role was working with the World Economic Forum on the transition of displaced labor that will occur in the fourth industrial revolution. That was one of her primary missions. You see, they've known this all along. And they've kept the ball rolling. They had the impeachment issue, and everybody worries about that while the industry retools. We have COVID, and we turn over the supply chain system over to the military, and they work with Palantir, who's another one of those contractors that ultimately was originally funded, I believe, by the CIA. And they're going to solve it all through their new AI systems, and they're going to run it. And little by little, the whole system gets put in place. And it's happening in the middle of chaos because chaos is their brand. And then you need the savior. You need the person stepping into the arena saying, here I am. I'm here. Don't worry about it. I got you all handled. We're going to handle that border. We're going to make America great again. Everything's going to be good. And oh, that vax, don't worry about it. It. I saved millions. I saved millions of people with that vax. What are you talking about? It's good. This is how it's done. Create the problem. Offer the solution. Don't be played. The way forward here is to be critical. The way forward here is to have the stones and the spine to stand up and say, why are you doing this? Where's your accountability? Because if we don't reestablish accountability in this nation, we're never going to get this nation back. And that falls on us. Look, there's so many more of us than them. This new rollout of their currency, sure, it's not going to be convenient if you say no to it. But what if you say no to it? And then you and a hundred other people and a thousand other people say no to it. If the currency isn't accepted by the people, it is a dead cat bounce. Because they can't force you to use it. They can try. They can do all sorts of things. They try. You say, screw it, I'm not going to. What are they going to do? They're going to threaten. And if they can get one or they get ten or twenty people, sure, they can threaten. But what happens if they get a whole whole counties saying middle finger, not happening? 
We have the power as people. We have to start owning that power. We are not destined to be in a culture with artificial intelligence. Here's a solution. I hear all this jabber about this. It's like, well, in order for artificial intelligence not to win over humanity, we have to integrate with it. I've got another idea. Turn the damn power off. Shut it down. I didn't ask for it. I don't want it. I've got a brain to use that God gave me, and it will work just fine. The problems aren't difficult, but it is difficult when they have a Rubik's Cube and this wonky machine that goes with it that they're trying to perpetuate, and they're fighting amongst themselves. This is a war between elites, patriots. We don't have a seat at this table. We've been told from the very beginning, trust the plan. Whose plan? What's the plan? Where are we going? Don't worry. It's all good. We got you. We're going to show you a brave new world. I don't want a brave new world. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. God gave us this world to steward. He didn't give it to give us this world for you fools to be ruining for us. So on the bottom line of all of this, you got to stay frosty. You can't get complacent. You can't get comfortable. They want to lull you into this massive hypnotic acceptance of what's coming. And they're doing it in reverse this time. They're not making it sweet. They're making it painful. And they're going to keep churning the bucket on it until enough people go, oh, please, Masa, please, Masa, let me, let me have some reprieve. Sure, 50 lashings and a chain around your neck, and we'll give you a slice of cherry pie on the other side. How's that sound? And it will be accepted by those that have no faith in God and those that have no strength in Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we are blessed and honored of what you give to us each day. The ability to come together in fellowship, to pray, to share, and to grow our knowledge and depth of appreciation for this world that stands before us. We need to begin with a thank you, Father, because what we are able to see right now is because of you. We have been given eyes to see and we have the evil and that has come from the darkness now is in the light. It is there for us to see. It is there for us to choose. So, Father, we just pray that you'll continue to guide us in these times and strengthen the hearts, strengthen the footing of the many. Those that are seeking that may have moments of doubt, those that are walking boldly with Christ that may have hesitations or doubt, let that be struck away. This is a bold time to stand and look truly at where we're going, to ask the hard questions, to speak truth into the world, even when others don't want to hear it. This is a time for our voice to be heard. It is a time for us to stand and be bold, to lift that sword of the Spirit mightily in this world and proclaim Christ as our Savior. For we are soldiers of Christ in a fight of true evil versus good. And we know that you win, but we also know that you have us here in this time for a very important mission, a mission to reset the love of Jesus in this world and in so doing, reset the moral base by which we guide ourselves and shift our loyalties and our allegiances and our worships of idols back to you. Forgive us for the transgressions made 
We pray mercy for this nation and the many others around the world. These are difficult times. We equally thank you for the opportunity to be here, to stand here, to hold the line, and to continue working with you to reclaim this world in your holy name. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So we've got a little work to do. And in the end of the day, it's going to center around each and every one of us putting our nose to the grindstone to make sure that we can support ourselves and others as this transition occurs. I've said for so long to grow food, not just for yourself, but become the center of knowledge and that ability to offer help and support to your neighbors in your communities. That means having excess wherever you can. And if you don't have land to grow, you have hopefully skills you can use that you can grow and help other people grow. Share in the bounty. This is a time we have to get serious about the directions we're going. This is a massive game being played. And it's not for our benefit in the end. They'll tell you it is, but it's not going to work that way. The golden age that we're looking at ahead of us is all the same as the dark age, which one side of the fence or the other side of the fence. It's just a matter of whether you're forced to do it or whether they're going to tell you you get a choice. But at the end of the day, we start allowing artificial intelligence and robotics to take over our lives to supposedly free us to do greater things. We're now at the mercy of them. We are now slaves to machines. And we've lost. I'm not playing that game. I'm not going to participate in that world. And I'll stand strong in a walk with God and the walk towards kingdom, no matter what the costs. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. 
securely the opening vistas of space, promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 